just add water. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name's Julie Adams, glad to be here, and I'm joined by Pastor Trevor Maine. Welcome, Pastor Trevor. Thank you, Julie. It's great to be here together with all of you who've tuned in and are listening. Yes, yeah, we're glad to, uh, yeah, to have this discussion on baptism today. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I was just observing or mentioning to you, like it's yeah. not often that we take a whole lot of time to focus on baptism. No. It's something that we do, it's something that we celebrate, but we don't usually take a full Sunday and set it aside to look at the topic of baptism. Yeah. So it's been good to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. we weren't able to touch on everything yesterday in the message on baptism. And so it's nice to have this little chance to unpack the topic even a little bit further. Yeah, and add to it. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And I think there are a lot of uh, different opinions on it and different um, ways it's done yeah. and different uh, methods, I guess. Yeah, and that was one of my big concerns coming in and maybe stressed out uh, me out a little bit more preparing <laughs> to bring the messages saying that, you know, whatever I say, somebody may not may not appreciate it or may not fit with what yes. their previous understanding or practice of baptism has been. Mm-hmm. And so my hope and prayer was entering into the topic yesterday was able to kind of diffuse some of that tension mm-hmm. and, and just once again do what we've been doing since the beginning, I would like to say, is this, so we're, we're coming together around scripture. Yes. We're opening it. We're letting Jesus be the teacher. And let's all of us keep our hearts and minds open to what Jesus will say to us through scripture. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to do uh, a paint a picture, yeah. a big picture, uh, kind of a paint by numbers. If any of you have ever okay. done paint by numbers, you yeah. kind of see, well, but there's a little twist on that theme of painting by the numbers of references there are in the Bible mm-hmm. to baptism. And there's quite a lot of them. And so I, I was able to list those and, and try. I think maybe we're going to see if we can make these available to people either electronically sure. or they can email me and ask for the list as well. Because we were not able to look at all of the items when we were together on Sunday. But just the number of references in the Bible referring to uh, connecting baptism in belief, connecting baptism to repentance, connecting connecting Mm -hmm. baptism to salvation, or uh, just so many different things. So I say there's five references to this, there's four to that, there's two to this. Yeah. Three, two, one, it's kind of a a big picture by numbers of references uh, to baptism in the Bible. Very good. So what did they do pre-Jesus? Did they baptize before, like John the Baptist? And that's sort of, that's sort of where my mind goes when I think of um, the first time we see baptism in the Bible. I think baptism certainly came more to the forefront with John the Baptist and Mm -hmm. Jesus. Uh, But in the Old Testament, there was more purification, pure uh, washing. So Mm -hmm. the the priests and those that were offering sacrifices in the temple would have to go through a rite of washing, hand washing. Uh, we don't see baptism so much portrayed in the Old Testament as the immersion of people's bodies into the water. Mm-hmm. It's more uh, something that was being practiced around the time of Jesus, and apparently was practiced by other religious or other orga- kind of religious organizations as well. Mm-hmm. But we see Jesus bringing a deeper, a different significance or a deeper meaning to it, and instituting it as something that he uh, asked his disciples to do. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. John the Baptist was baptizing prior to Jesus, and then Jesus came on the scene and actually yes. asked his cousin, John, uh, to baptize him. 
And John said, "No, you should be baptizing me, not me baptizing you." And Jesus insisted. He said, "No, this is this is to fulfill all righteousness." Yeah. And I didn't get to weigh in on this as much yesterday, but just seeing Jesus baptism saying this fulfills all righteousness. And when I do baptism classes with people here at the church, I'll, we'll unpack that a little bit more. It's like Jesus is saying, this is just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's the right thing in the eyes of God. It's the righteous thing, the right thing to do. And so Jesus did it because it was the right thing to do. When Jesus told his disciples to go and make disciples and to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they did it because it was the right thing to do. And we continue to do it because we believe it's just the mm-hmm. right thing to do. It fulfills all righteousness. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. Now, is baptism tied to our salvation? Do we? Yeah. <clears throat> that, um, I, I would like to say it's not, although mm-hmm. it's part of it. Yeah. And so um, there is one in the list of references uh, t- from the big picture of the Bible. There's one reference that that seems to really impl- tie baptism closely to salvation. Mm-hmm. And uh, But at the same time, as we read all of Scripture, we see that we can't save ourselves by works. Yes. There's nothing that we can do. There's no action that we can do that will result in our salvation short of trusting in Jesus in the work that he completed on the cross, giving his life for us. And so we say, along with... Uh, so many since the time of the Reformation with this line, salvation by faith. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, no, you can't be saved. You can't get to heaven in a rocking chair. You can't get to, there's some of these old songs kids <laughs> sang. You can't get to heaven by doing this. You can't get to heaven by doing that. You can't get to heaven just by being baptized. Yes. It ha- salvation is tied into accepting Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see some of the prerequisites for baptism and seeing at least three things that caught my attention in the big picture of baptism is just the connection between baptism following the acceptance of the message about Jesus, Mm -hmm. baptism following repentance, which Mm -hmm. is a person saying, I hear this message about Jesus and I'm going to turn and I'm going to live my life according to Jesus Mm -hmm. directions and not just go my own way. And then also following um, the acceptance of the message, following belief in Jesus, people Mm -hmm. that believe in Jesus. And I kind of tie them all together. The accepting of the message, the believing in Jesus, and the repentance is sort of a package, mm-hmm. which we would say is like a prerequisite prerequisite for baptism. And in our church, we practice what is called a believer's baptism. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, in a very nutshell, a small, in a short way, saying that you know, we look for people to believe mm-hmm. and then to be baptized. Yeah. And so we practice believer's baptism. Very good. So we, um, I guess, as a church, identify or have roots, and we would call ourselves Anabaptists. Yeah, yeah. And, and what does that mean? Yeah, the term Anabaptist <laughs> is actually a term given by people who were not a part of the movement. At the time of the Reformation in the 1500s, there was a, a kind of an outcry among within the Catholic Church for change. Mm-hmm. People okay. wanted to see change, and people like Martin Luther. You know, Martin Luther was a priest, a Catholic priest, and he had 95 things that he would like to see. He wanted to see changed in the church. Uh, from a number of things, and um, and he was excommunicated from the church, and so then we have these other Protestant denominations starting, who were trying to get back to what the New Testament taught, uh, as far as or the Bible taught, as far as faith and practice, mm-hmm. and so there were people um, seeking change, seeking reformation. They were the reformers. Mm-hmm. And among the reformers, like Martin Luther, John Calvin, and others, there was this group of people that were more radical. 
And so they wanted to see a separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to, um, to not participate in wars of the state. They did not agree that the enemies of the state were their enemies. They were, well, they were maybe their enemies, but they were called to love their enemies, not yes. kill them. And then they also, this group of radical reformers wanted to baptize believers. They believed that that was the biblical model. And the word Anabaptist means rebaptize or rebapt. The Anabaptists were the rebaptizers. And so the people who were watching them rebaptize, the people who had been baptized as infants in the state church, started to refer to them as, oh, those are those Anabaptists. It was sort of uh, a derogatory term. Okay. <laughs> the Anabaptists, those are the rebaptizers. Yeah. And maybe at first some of them thought, well, that's just kind of a joke. Those are the rebaptizers. Yeah. But after a while, like they were upset with them. Those are the rebaptizers. And they persecuted them and killed them and made it illegal to rebaptize. And really? so that spread the movement mm-hmm. because a lot of those radical reformers, the Anabaptists, fled under persecution. And they took their faith and practice with them where they, where they went. But the name didn't come from inside the group. It came from outside. Interesting. That is very interesting. I don't know that I knew all of that history. Um, I know we've got some great history books, though, in the library um, about the history of the BIC Church and just other various facts. People would find that, I'm sure some people who love history would find that very interesting. Can I throw in a little interesting historical fact? Yes, please. Because, Julie, we're sitting here doing this podcast in the Wayne Fleet be in Christ Church. We have yes. to say the Wayne Fleet BIC Church. Yes. But if you were here a uh, hundred years ago, mm-hmm. we were not called the Wayne Fleet be in Christ Church. No. We had adopted a name that had been given to us by our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Any idea? You know what well, that name was is? Was it Brethren in Christ or was it before that? It was before that. Was it Mennonite Brethren? Yeah. I showed a picture on Sunday and I'll, uh, I should have you into that but yeah, we were at, it says here there's a program of the bible conference to be held at the tunker church wayne fleet oh, okay tunker t-u-n-k-e-r tunker church wayne fleet near perry station <laughs> so it's basically right where we're seated now what was the uh, year in 19, on that? 1925 oh so this wow. was the tunker church and it's funny we put that on our sign it was on our publicity for our bible conference but it's not a name that we selected for ourselves the neighbors watched us baptizing people by immersion in Mm -hmm. the rivers and in the lake and the german word for dunk was tunker or someone said dunkard but tunker tunker was uh german so the people would watch the people baptizing in the rivers and say well those are the tunkers those are the people that are baptizing interesting baptizing their members by immersion and so it's interesting even our own local church has had a name in the past given by our neighbors, which we adopted for ourselves for a period of time, Mm -hmm. uh, the Tunker Church, which kind of shows the importance that baptism was a central part of our, a a big part of what we did as a church, which we now say is like a believer's baptism. We were baptizing people who put their faith in Jesus. They would testify to that. They would say, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've accepted the message, I've repented of my sins, and I've turned to Jesus, and I'm trusting him and following him. And so they would be baptized on the profession of their faith. Yes. And we still do that. Yeah. Just we're no longer called the Tunker Church. We're the Be In Christ Church. Yes. Here at Wayne Fleet. So we just had some name changes along the way. Very interesting. That is oh. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. How old were you when you got baptized, Pastor Trevor? I was 
13 years old. Ah, very baptized good. Baptized here in oh. the Wayfleet BIC Church facilities in the baptistry. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Wow. And yourself? Well, I was about the same age. I think I was 14, though. Yeah. Um, and I was baptized at the Welland BIC yes. Church. Yeah. Um, yeah, in their baptistry there. I remember oh. it was wintertime. It was cold out. Yeah. So but, it's nicer yeah. to be baptized inside <laughs> when it's cold. <laughs> And that's one of the things I highlighted on some on, on Sunday, saying, you know, baptism is sort of a simple thing. Yeah. It's just adding water. You've got this yeah. Christian already, a person who's mm-hmm. already been saved. We would say you're not you're not coming to baptism to become saved, but it, there's this um, symbolism that we celebrate following mm-hmm. Jesus' instruction to be baptized, doing what I would say is the right thing for Christians uh, to do. That um, it unites us as we—it's part of our stories. Mm-hmm. It's a shared part of our stories as Christians, and the Bible talks about the—that's part of the significance that it unifies us or as believers. It's almost like putting on a uniform. The Jesus Team uniform yeah. has baptism colors, in it, <laughs> or it's a, sort of our baptism. And there is a passage I mentioned that from First Corinthians twelve thirteen. It says, "By one Spirit, we're all baptized into one body." Whether we, we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, we have all been made to drink into one spirit. So it's just mm-hmm. one of those things, among other things, that unifies us as believers, is to say that we share in common this practice mm-hmm. of baptism. And, you know, uh, Pastor Wes and I did a podcast several months ago about baptism okay. as well. Yes. Um, on fr- It was a Friday youth edition. Uh-huh. And one of the things that stood out to me that I hadn't really thought about before was the community aspect of baptism and how it's done sort of as a church family and you bear witness to other people being baptized. And it's a good way to, um, to, to support others in our community, to show them support uh-huh. and to sort of come together. That was one of the things that stood out when he and I had that conversation, just about how um, the sense of family that Uh comes around that. Yeah, Yeah. no, there's some very good um, results of being Mm -hmm. baptized in community as we celebrate what God's done in their life together. We surround them with love and prayer. And it's encouraging just to see God continuing to change lives. And I think we like drama. Uh, we like to, like God knows we're visual people. We like something experiential. Yeah. And so seeing the a baptism enacted or acted out or is, is almost like watching a drama. Mm-hmm. A person going under the water, kind of saying, I'm dying to an old way of life. I'm identifying with Jesus in his burial. And then coming up out of the water, sort of this resurrection, this rising to live a new life in Christ. And it's just something inspiring to watch that t- take place. Yeah. Wow, that was yeah. really good. Um, have you got any closing comments or anything to to add? Yeah, I just it would encourage everyone who's listening. You've been baptized, or maybe you haven't been baptized, but to take uh, just take this fresh look at baptism. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you've been encouraged. If if you have been baptized, that this just deepens your understanding of what you have actually participated in in the past. And if you're not been baptized or if you've been baptized as a child and you're interested in a believer's baptism, that this maybe has piqued your interest. And I would encourage you to, to reach out to myself, reach out to our church if you have other questions or would like to be baptized, that we can help arrange that. Yeah. We're looking forward to baptism in the last uh, so the last Sunday of August, in August, yes. when the lake water is warm and outdoor <laughs> baptism is already scheduled. There's a number of people just waiting for that. Yes. Uh, we were going to have baptisms yesterday, but people said, oh, we want to be baptized outside in the lake. Yeah, so of we're, course. So we want that to be a wonderful celebration and maybe 
if you're listening, you might want to get in on that as well. Yes. There's a section on our website if you'd like to fill that out um, to connect with us. There's a search function at the top. You can search baptism and that'll bring you right there. Or you can just email Pastor Trevor at trevor at waynefleetbic.com. And as you said, he'd love to chat with you. Um, And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye, everybody.